We want to be our best, feel our best and live our best. But achieving our best isn't as cut and dry as do fitness, eat good, get results, happy. To find joy, good health, balance and contentment, we need to show valour. This is valour. Valour is courage. Courage to face challenges, to endure, to struggle, to be exposed to all of your vulnerabilities and to face it all without any certainty of the outcome. On the Valor Podcast, we share the methods, strategies, and ideas that can help us all achieve our very best. This is Valor. Uh, g'day, guys. Welcome to the Valor Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2, with your boy big time, Chris Abrams. Uh, wow. Like, quick backstory on how this episode came together. I was actually uh, meant to catch up with our ep- one girls, Marty and Haley, but Marty accidentally forgot she was even at the gym where we were recording and she just disappeared. <laughs> but uh, yeah, mum life, baby life being baby life, uh, things get a bit tough and she had to nick off and then, yeah, forgot. But that led to me to pretty much giving big time a message. I knew he lives around the corner and I know he works from home, so I thought, hey man, do you want to quickly do a chat? And oh, we threw a few things together and I knew he sort of had a little bit of a, a backstory to tell of the last particularly 12 months. And we had a quick chat about it and then we went, right, let's do it. And had a coffee, sat in the gym. And here we are, this is the episode. And it blew me away. Uh, Chris, as always, anyone that knows Big Time, he's incredibly articulate. Um, he's quite a good storyteller. I don't know if he realizes that. Um, but yeah, he told his story of the last 12 months, which sort of started with a lot of challenges, uh, work life, personal life, all sorts of different things during COVID, just COVID life in general as well. Um, uh, and it sort of hit like a, I guess like a crisis point or a rock bottom point at the end of last year around December and tells his story leading up to that and tells his story about what happened next. And oh, it's just one of those episodes where you don't expect to uh, just be blown away and even taken quite emotionally by. But yeah, his story's great. Uh, it's very inspiring and I hope it does inspire people to seek help if they if you know they think that they need it or even if you don't think that you need it. Um, this is one of those sort of episodes. So do it, do it. If you think you need some help, if you listen to this and it hits home with you and you sort of are very hesitant to go see a therapist or a psych or whatever about something that you're dealing with. Um, I hope this episode just makes you pick up the phone and book in a sesh. All right, here we go. Here's your boy, Big Time. This is Bella. Big Time. Stu. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm actually really good. You're really good? Yep. Thanks so much for coming and um, doing this on very short notice. Yep. If anyone, if any of our members had just, uh, you know, followed along on our members page, I, I had a guess or a couple of guests and one of them forgot. She was even here <laughs> and she totally forgot. That's okay. Thanks, Marty. Appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, we'll get stuck into her. But um, yeah, so I, I uh, as you all heard in the intro um, or the teaser for this season, um, we want to chat to you know, predominantly members this season and just learn their story. Um, everyone's got different stories to tell and different journeys and things or talk about their profession or anything really, anything that we just think is kind of interesting and relevant and, and something that's I think it's good for the community in the gym and um, I think it's exciting. It is exciting. Can't wait to get yep. this going. Stories are good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Chris, I 
the name is Chris Abrahams, but Correct. it's big time. It's big time. Your boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how did that start? The nickname? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, when I was at uni, uh, probably about 21, 22, I bought like my first really nice car. It was like a 2000 Honda Civic Coupe. It was like right in that Fast and Furious era. Um, and I loved it. And I literally worked two jobs at uni to pay for this car. And then over the space of like six years, I built it up into like the, the ultimate boy racer car. So I had about like five sets of wheels on it. I did like a full <laughs> turbo engine build. Like I think all up, I spent about 30 grand on this car in the space of five years, um, which was crazy because I didn't have a lot of money back then. I was at uni full-time, working full-time and also working nights and weekends just to finance the car. Um, there's like badass speakers and the oh, like the, the works playing ludicrous. Yes, a lot, a lot of ludicrous has played in that car. Um, and then yeah, uh, about halfway through, I needed some custom plates to go with it, and um, the engine is as a B16. So I'm like, oh, I've got big somewhere there. So I was like spitballing some ideas with the crew at the time, and big time was one of the the number plates we came up with. And most people were like, that's the one. Like you got to go with that. So that became the name of my car. And yeah, over the span of owning that car, it became very prominent in the Victorian Honda scene. There wasn't many turbo Civics cruising around. So people knew my number plate, people knew big time, but they didn't know my name. So when I would show up to car meets, they'd be like, oh, that's big time. That's big time over there. And like, no one knew my name was Chris. So I was like, the nickname just stuck. And um, yeah, it's been with me ever since. I think when I finally started CrossFit, I showed up to the first box and like, oh, you know, what's your name? I'm like, oh, Chris. I'm like, oh, we've got a Chris. Like, what's your surname? I'm like, Abrams. Like, shit, we've got a Chris A already. Like, do you have a nickname that you go with? Like, <laughs> this is not working out. No, no, no. <laughs> Look, you're probably not going to have to be. You can't be a member here unless you can give us a name. Correct. Yeah. And <laughs> that, was a, that was a big thing at the time. Like, yeah. in the early days, everybody had a nickname at CrossFit gyms. Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, most people call me big time. Like, oh, we love it. Like, let's go with that. So, yeah, throughout my whole uh, time at CrossFit Casey, everyone knew me there as, as big time. And then... It's just followed me ever since. And yeah, it's, it's become this whole persona now. That's wicked. Yeah. Um, you started CrossFit at Casey back in... It's about 2013. 2013, yeah. around the time they yeah. started. About yeah, so closing in, on, closing in on 10 years now. Yeah, we're getting there, definitely. What, what, um, what is it about CrossFit or CrossFit-style gyms that has you here and still doing it? Um. I had sort of been into fitness for a few years before I came to CrossFit, um, just at your regular standard gym. Uh, I think I picked it up at uni when I was at Deakin um, and then sort of jumped around from gym to gym afterwards. And then a friend invited me up to Sydney for a weekend and we went to the 2012 regionals um, when that was still a thing. I I also went to the 2012 regionals at Wollongong. It was an awesome one. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was was probably like definitely the best weekend. That's where Cara Saunders slash Webb like crushed it. Announced herself on the stages. That was the hundreds. She broke a record in one of the workouts and they were like, who is this chick? Yeah. She was Cara Gordon back then. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, I remember seeing Cara because like I've never seen a girl built like this, move like this in my entire life and I was like, I was blown away. I'm like, what is this sport, you know? Um, so I was like literally soaked it all in and like we were around like Chad McKay and like that was Rob Forte made his first big push at that one. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whatever this is, I need to like get into it. So came back to Melbourne and sent out like an email blast to all the gyms in the area. I'm like, how do I get involved? Like literally, like what's what's the process? 
and CrossFit Nari was or Fountain Gate. I can't remember what they were called. It's one of those, yeah. Yeah, they one were of those. Starting up soon. Yes. Be, yeah, 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 yeah. They were just starting up, and they were like, "Look, come on down. Um, we're running with your orientation. You can jump in in a workout." Suss it out, and yeah, I'm like, I was like, cool. It's, it was around the corner from work and home. Like, this is perfect. So went there, and um, it was an interesting experience. I know it's, <laughs> it was like, let's just say they were a little bit old school. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit old school. It's it's definitely not old the, school. It's, the word. it's not Valor. That it's it was a very different experience. But I showed up there, and we were doing um, front squats or back squats as the load. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I've done this before. This is like nothing different. Um, and then they started talking about this workout coming up, which was called Fran. Like, oh, I don't know what any of the benchmarks are. Like, I don't know what this is. Let's let's see what this is about. And like, all right, you're going to be doing thrusters. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but sure. So they threw me like a 42 kilo barbell. This is your first class? Very first class. <laughs> there, was, there was no foundations or anything. Like, this is my this first is Fran experience. at RX. 100%. So like, here's a thruster. Like, do a squat and when you stand up, just press it above your head. I'm like, oh, I can do that. That's all right. I'm like, felt heavy, but I'm like, I can do this. And like the rest of it is just pull-ups. I'm like, no worries. I can do pull-ups. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it was three, two, one, go. And like, I think I did about 10 thrusters, probably like the worst form you can think of. And like literally died. Managed to get through the 21 somehow and then jumped up on the rig. And I was looking around and these guys were doing kipping pull-ups and just flying through it. I'm like... I don't know how to do that. So I'm going to do strict pull-ups because that's what I know. And I probably maybe got about 15 out and then I was done. Like absolute fatigue. Um, and then they saw me just like dying on this rig. So like, oh, right. we'll give this guy like a resistance band so he can get through. So <laughs> spent the rest of the time doing pull-ups and awful thrusters. I think it was about 16-minute Fran, which is like certainly wasn't breaking records that day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just left feeling defeated and like, it was just like, if this is CrossFit, this is probably not for me. <laughs> like, I think they walked me out. They're like, oh, so you're going to sign up? Like, you're going to buy a t-shirt? Like, literally like yeah. everything. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll be back. Like, I think I bought a t-shirt because it was cool Yeah, and just peaced out. I was like, <laughs> see you later. Anyone that started CrossFit like 2013 or earlier? Yep. That was CrossFit. Yeah, was that's like, a, um, <laughs> that was a pretty familiar story. And like, yeah. <laughs> I knew a few people that had come through uh, that particular gym yeah. and they all had the same story. <laughs> and they all had moved on. Yeah, those boys, those boys just, they were just keen. They just, yeah, yeah. so much passion. 100%. All gear, no idea, just went for it. Absolutely. It was common. Like CrossFit had that boom in Australia around 2012, 2013 yep. where a bunch of gyms popped up. And it was, it was just... PT and stuff like I could do this yeah. and then just went for it and it was crazy it was so crazy it's um it's changed, it's changed a lot for the better over it was time. funny um but like I still Fran comes up today and I still I'm taken back to that moment like, <laughs> that workout has permanently scarred me um but luckily after that um one of the other gyms had got back to me in the time which was CrossFit Casey which was run by Nettie and uh, Trail Wilcox at the mm. time and like, look, we've just opened up. We're doing like our, our open, um, like our big open day. And we're going to put on a little in-house comp. It's going to be food. It's like, it's going to be awesome. Like, come on down. I'm like, all right, I'll give this one more shot and I'll see what this is all about. And I was so thankful I did because I went there um, and I actually knew, knew a few people there just by chance. I was like chatting to them and then met the coaches and like, oh, we're doing this little comp. Um, it's for like new members. Like, it'll just be a six minute thing. 
And it was like really basic, like squats, I think kettlebells, box jumps. I'm like, I can do all of that. And they got me in with this little comp in front of like 30 people. Um, and I loved it. It was like the best environment. Like everyone was clapping. It was everything that we know about CrossFit today. Mm. Um, so luckily I got to have that experience. And yeah, I was at Casey pretty much until they shut down. Yeah. It was, it yeah, was, it was awesome. a few years. Yeah. 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 And then you've been with us since. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've had, yeah, lots of good... Like we've had so many cool moments with you here over time, whether it's been like our little community events or comps or come on one of our Bali trips, yep. um, which is definitely a highlight for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and we've grown to know you and and those close to you that train here as well um, to such a degree that, yeah, we're, we're you'd, beyond the gym, we'd be, yeah. consider each other great mates. Ab- family. Yeah, family. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone, at, I feel like everyone at this gym, it becomes like that, doesn't it? It is. It's great. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to get you here, um, mainly to talk about kind of the last 12 months of your life. You've yeah. had a ton of sort of different ups and downs and all the rounds go on, um, some de- de- decent struggles and we've had chats here and there about, about that from time to time and, um, but I definitely noticed over the last just cut two, three months or so especially, you've sort of hit a real stride and, yep. and focused on working on yourself your health fitness wellness um mentally physically spiritually even in so many different ways and i've just noticed this little change and that and you get snippets of it because you you post your bits and pieces up on the socials and that yep. which is cool to see especially when it comes to nutrition and stuff um you post lots of good vibes and stuff on the gym pages and and even on the sugar ward and stuff like that which for anyone who doesn't know what that is that's our <laughs> sort of gym programming software where there's a little bit of like banter and support on there yeah, as well and it's very cool notice some change where like you've always progressed and stuff over time but this last couple of months feels different yeah for There's sure something different's happened you've been doing something but i can just say yeah you're not just on like a physical journey only at the moment and you're not just on a nutrition journey you're on like a big time journey yep. something's it's, happened it's it's full rebuilding mode yeah yeah um, so yeah i i'll we'll leave this pretty open because we did put this together last minute but Tell me, start wherever you want to start, leave out whatever you think you need to leave out. Yep. Um, but yeah, tell me what you're going to tell me about this little journey, about what's been going on. Yeah, uh, a lot. A lot has been going on, um, short answer. I think um, going back to sort of where it all started was just like everyone else, 2020 was shit. It was like, it was not the best year by any means. Um, and I think we sort of started with the best intentions I was like, okay, we've like we've lost the gym, we're stuck at home, um, we can't really see our friends, and I think at, at, at its worst we were restricted to to five k. So I was like, all right, we can't do a lot here, um, but let's sort of like do the best we can. And yeah, for us um, at the time that was like, all right, we'll do Zoom workouts. We had a little bit of equipment, which we were like so grateful that you guys were able to do that, um, and we'll try and uh, you know take care of our nutrition and, and control the things we could. So. At the time, um, myself and my partner, we sort of got onto this nutrition plan through Kristen, who's one of our coaches and our members, which was unreal. Um, so we were doing that sort of pretty pretty regularly and pretty strictly. Um, and I thought that was unreal. Like I was, I was really enjoying, you know, trying all these new meals and just cooking and learning about my nutrition. Um, and that was really good for a while. And then sort of as the year progressed and we were looking at, you know, six, nine months in lockdown um, 
yeah, we sort of slowly fell off that and, you know, the training got less intense, less frequent, um, the nutrition slowly got worse and, you know, the Uber Eats guy almost knew us by name <laughs> by that point, which is like, look, everyone's got a similar story for 2020. Yeah, we absolutely. Of, yeah. No matter how awesome you are at your life, yeah. like if you're that person that just seems to boss everything, nothing, like no. something got you down last year. Absolutely. You, no one had a perfect run. No one got out the other end and was like fucking crushed it. Yeah. They're, you'd have to be a psychopath. 100%. To, uh, <laughs> got through. So yeah, everyone battled their own way and had their own their own wins and many things where they fell apart at and you know, the best thing was like the opportunity for reflection and stuff yeah. on those things and seeing things differently. But yeah, the, it, it, I couldn't imagine trying to nail nutrition last year. No matter how okay things could have been yeah. still, it's just, it's hard to explain last year like what. I'm motioning my hand over my head like a cloud right now. Yeah. It's just something. There's just this fog, this haze of shit where it was like some days you were just like I don't even know why I feel shit right yeah. now like I got my health I got my nutrition I got all this I got my family still fucked yeah <laughs> so something's still fucked no you're not wrong yeah. it, it is really hard to sort of encapsulate all those feelings um, I think the best thing is that we all went through it together mm. so we can all look it back and just be like alright 2020 was shit we yeah. all know that um, yeah I think like I can't keep cutting you off. That's okay. It's <laughs> a dynamic conversation. I, I thought that, that about this recently. Like, I'm so damn grateful to have this, had this community during that time. Absolutely. I couldn't imagine being someone that doesn't have a community, whether it's a gym community like this or a football club. I'm, I had yeah. a football club as well. How good was that? And I had my own family. But I couldn't imagine what it would be like for someone on their own or maybe just with their family only yep. that doesn't have a second place yeah. or another kind of network. I don't know how like mentally they would have got through that. Yeah. I, um, so I've got a couple of, couple of mates that sort of live on their own and yeah, they don't really have that sort of community um, outside of family and their friends. And I know that it was, it was rough on them. And like they're still sort of trying to recover from, from what yeah. last year did to them. So very grateful that we had this place. Yeah, it was, absolutely. It just to have, whether it was on the Facebook group and have some messages or whatever, yeah. or people just saying stuff. 6 p.m. drinks. Yeah, just that little yeah. something. Like, it's it's nothing, but it was everything. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, so I'm so grateful that we had this. And, and I from like an... I've got this non-stop empathetic brain. I always put myself in other people's shoes. And I yeah. think, fuck, what it would be like to someone that didn't have this community or a community like ours. I couldn't imagine it. Yeah, no, same. I I don't think I would have sort of come out of 2020 um, if I didn't have something like this. You yeah. know, like I've got a good support network around me. I've got great friends and great family, but definitely felt very isolated, especially where we were living. Um, when things did slowly open up, we were still sort of, they were still outside our bubble. So we, yeah. we couldn't get there for a very long time. Yeah, it's like that, that second place that's not your inner, like your closest friends and family. Yeah. That second place, I think is really important. It's... You see your second place differently to the way you see your closest you intimate family. You've yeah. got your relationship with them is different to your second place, whether that's a football club or a gym or yeah. a chess club or whatever. They just they're very important. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually um so I've got a, a few mates that are new dads. Um and we've spoken about this recently where they need that third thing that's not work, it's not family and home. They have to have that third thing that's Look, it might be with other people, but mm. it's also just for them. 
Because if you don't have that, that third avenue, that output, no matter, like, you can be the best person in the world, but you're going to lose it eventually. Yeah, there's a great podcast that Movember put together last year called Dad in Progress that mm-hmm. actually talks, there's some episodes that talk about that, that dad kind of needing that little you do thing yeah. and trying to communicate that and then get an understanding of that like with your partner and stuff yeah um yeah so important and look that, that's that doesn't apply to dads that applies to mums as well yeah, absolutely like, they need that that separate thing that's like it's not the baby it's not the family it's not work it's like this is just else. for me you, you gotta have it you have to have it yeah absolutely yeah i couldn't imagine not having it no same yeah well anyway keep us going back um, to where we were back to where you were yeah, yeah. 2020 was shit yeah it was Super shit, shit. you're struggling <laughs> yeah um, um, on nutrition yeah, tried to work on the nutrition, tried to work on the fitness, but as things progressed, it just it wasn't happening. And I wasn't going to try and, you know, murder myself over it because I'm just like, look, this year is literally getting worse and worse and worse. Um, you know, I feel shit about myself. I, I wasn't feeling fantastic about my job at the time either. Like there was a lot of changes um, and I actually did change jobs completely in the middle of the pandemic. I think it was sort of around June, July, I had started applying for this other position um, in a new company, slightly different field. And I ended up getting the job and left the, the, the job I was doing after 10 years um, and then started working for my current job completely remotely. Um, so I did the whole interview process via Zoom chats, You know, I spoke to my bosses, did my induction, met my team, like the works was all remote. Um, which was kind of cool. It was like a little bit, you know, it was, it was novel at the time. Like this is how we do things now in 2020, you know? Um, but then after a while, that's, that's sort of started to take its toll on me as well. I'm like, shit, you know, like I've, I've had this huge change in my life. Um, I've said goodbye to people that I was close to for 10 years. And now I've got this whole new group of people that don't know me. They've never met me in person. Like I see them, you know, maybe, you know, a couple of times uh, a week just on, on Zoom chat. But for the most part, it's just me in my office, eight hours a day, very little human contact. Um, and combine that with not going to the gym because the gym's closed, not seeing family, not seeing friends. It was like, it was, it took its toll in a big way. And for me, that sort of resulted in eating terribly, like just drinking you know, on a Tuesday because it's like, what else are we going to do? And just like... Old fashions on Tuesdays. Oh, absolutely. Wednesdays, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and you justify it. You're like, it's been a long week. And you're That's like, perfect. it's Monday night, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm like, my, my, it's like, the universe doesn't know what date is. Correct. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, you add all those things up and, you know, combine with just not a great state of mind and you find yourself in a very dark position uh, a very dark place very quickly, which is um, which is where I ended up, and it was it was really hard. Like by the time we we got out of that, and you know, um, I was a mess. Like I was like riddled with anxiety. Um, my depression was like the worst it's ever been, and on top of that, there was like a huge shift in my personal life, um, which I, I won't go into details with, but it was like. It shook me to my core. Like literally by the end of the year, everything changed. Um, and I was not prepared for it at all. Like I'd been really fortunate in my life where I'd never had to deal with a major crisis. Um, you know, even in my family situation, we haven't had any any deaths. We've never had to deal with loss. And I didn't know how to deal with that at all. Um, so it was it was really, really tough. And yeah, eventually I realized that if... 
I was going to pull myself out of this, um, which obviously I wanted to do. Um, I needed some help. And for me, that started with just opening up and talking to the people closest to me. So my best friends, my family, um, and eventually getting myself to, to see a therapist, which was like the big game changer. Um, so I think I had sort of made my first appointment towards in the December and obviously uh, being 2020, they were booked up. Like they're mm. like, oh, like how bad is it? Like, you know, like are we talking like, are you suicidal? I'm like, I'm not suicidal, but like I just, I need to get this done as quickly as possible. You You'd know? almost just say yes just to get yourself in. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I just, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to take that you spot know, from someone else. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, but, but yeah. yeah, I'm like, it's bad. It's pretty bad, but... I think I've got this for a little bit longer. Yeah, so. I can hang in there. Yeah. But, but I fucking need some help. Bad. Like, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Like yeah. I recognize that. And I think at that time, the appointment was booked for like the 16th of January. So I'm like, okay, I've got two, three weeks. I can dig deep. Like um, at that point, I was sort of, I'd started to work remotely from mum's house or my sister's house just to get out of the house and like mm. change the scenery because it was... It was getting dark, just staying at home all day. Um, yeah, and then as it turned out, when the 16th rolled around, we had the settlement for our house. So I was like, shit. <laughs> I need to call up my therapist before we even like sat down and be like, when else can you get me in? Yeah. Um, she was awesome about it. She's like, oh, it's so cool. Like this happens all the time. I've got a spot in like another two weeks. Like, can you hang on? I'm like, oh, yeah, I can hang on, but like, like I really need this, you know? Mm. Um, anyway, that fast forward to that day, it came in and I was like really nervous about it because I'd never, like just talking to people one-on-one -on -one was like, was something that already made me nervous. Talking to a stranger, it's like, okay, this is like, this is going to be crazy. And then just digging into like some real stuff, like talking about, you know, my feelings and this big shift that I've had with my personal life, you know, like selling the house, new job, dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression, like coming out of 2020, I'm like, fuck, like I'm going to explode. Unload on some yeah, stranger. Bad. It's bad. So yeah. I remember driving to that appointment and I was just like grippy in the steering wheel like it was a barbell and like nervous, like sweaty. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be awful, you know? And um, it was it was fantastic. Like full credit to my, my therapist. It was It was so good. Yeah. You kind of suffer more in your own imagination of what's going to happen than yep. what happens in reality. Yeah. When I first went to a psych, I didn't actually have much going on. Yep. I just went because I wanted to experience what it was like for a psych to go see a psychologist. And a part of it was just in a way to help, you know, potentially inspire others to go and do it to yep. kind of remove that stigma. But I remember I was shitting myself going yeah. there. Even though I didn't have much, I still shared stuff. Stuff comes out. It's like <laughs> it you just does. sit in that chair and you're like, Bleh. and <laughs> yeah. stuff comes out and, you know, you get upset and you cry and you feel better and you, all these things happen. But I remember being terrified yeah. driving there. The second time I went, I wasn't terrified though. Yep. And I think the, actually the second time I went, things did happen in my life and I did have to oh, go wow. and talk about some stuff. But I was so much more comfortable because I was like, okay, I've done it. I know what the situation's like. That person's just going to listen. Yep. It's really safe. It smells nice in there. <laughs> yeah. It was... Um, you're not wrong. And I, I do remember you talking about that, which yeah. was like... That was probably another one of the reasons why I'm like, all right, like this is something that I should probably do because I've never done it before. And you're just not prepared. You know, like it's not something they teach in school. 
unless you've had to deal with something personally before, like you just don't have those tools, you don't have those resources. Like it's really hard to, you know, even as a person that's well put together and you, you think you're in a good state of mind, when something really rocks you to your core, mm. like you're fucked. Like yeah. you just don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. And yeah, we sort of forget that the people that you go and see are professionally, like they have the skills and the knowledge and the experience and the, and the, the education behind them for mental health problems they give you tools they give you information so you might think that everything that's going on to you is unique to you and and your own you know they're not going to understand and they're going to think i'm crazy or whatever but and, and maybe that's the stigma of the the past however many years of going to see a psych yeah. it means you're crazy or it means you've there's something to be ashamed about or whatever but it's just like going to the doctor and getting a prescription or getting or going to a physio and getting an ultrasound or going to an osteo and getting dry needling it's they have their tools to go well i know everything about this subject so i can help you with this subject because i've spent five six years in university learning about this subject and we kind of forget that i think when we go to a psych yeah no you're not wrong and i i don't know what it is there there definitely is a stigma there because like i've made that analogy before where it's like you're sick you go to the doctor like you saw you go to the physio and like your mental health is like such a big part of the puzzle and when it's broken and when you're sick people are just like i don't know what to do (laughs) it's simple like you go to the doctor for that yeah it's so simple but yeah, yeah it's it's something that now that i've gone through the process and have seen the benefits of it um anyone i come across i'm just like just do it man like go see a therapist go see a psychologist go see a counselor like man like you will learn some tools there like i guarantee you will get something out of it and if you don't you've probably seen the wrong person which is fine go see someone else mm. but you will get something out of it i guarantee yeah it's like it. when you go to gp and gp is like oh just take panadol and you're like no this is fucked <laughs> yep and then you go to another gp and they're like oh actually i want to do a scan and yep. then you find out there's something and then you save save yourself from some serious trouble so <laughs> sometimes you just find the wrong person correct so yeah you just find someone else yeah um yeah, the the stigma's going, which is great. I think it but is. But it's got a long, yeah, long way to go. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, I definitely think we're getting there, and like, there's some really good programs. Like Movember's massive for it, which is why, like, I'm such a big advocate of Movember. Like when mm. that comes around, like in the gym, we go pretty hard, and you know, I make sure that I get around everyone um, and try to get them on board because, you know, a big part of that is like let's get blokes talking to each other. You know, like mm. I've got some amazing best friends that I've known for like 20, 30 years at this point. Like, and you know, we, we've gone through heaps together, um, but we haven't done a lot of like deep talking. Mm. Um, that's changed. Like, obviously, you know, that like they've gone through some shit and, you know, now that I've just gone through this whole transitional period and faced, you know, massive changes, we've started talking more and it's so good because it's like one of my other mates was like, who's literally my best friend. He's like, yeah, I've, I've seen a psych before. Like, I've gone to therapy. He's like, you know, I had some issues that I needed to, to deal with. And I'm like, fuck, like, I didn't know that, man. Like, yeah, why, why, you tell me? why didn't you tell me that, you yeah. know? Um, and my, my other mate, on the other hand, was another one who'd been pushing me for years to go see on because, you know, he was dealing with some heavy stuff and it really worked for him. And he's like, even if you don't think you've got issues, man, like, just go have a chat. Like, mm. you'll feel good about it. So I think having people around me that had gone through it definitely 
you know, led me to that path. Yeah. Which is, you know, I needed it. Yeah. I think um, probably the biggest thing beyond the stigma and the worrying about what everyone else thinks when it comes to going to see a psychologist, I think the biggest thing is you when you go to a psychologist, you know that you have to go there and confront your shame yep. head on. Correct. When you go to a doc and you've got something going on, you might have to confront some embarrassment. Like you might have thrush or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's, yep. it's something that's happened to you, and often it's just it's just. But we don't see our mental health the same way. We sort of blame ourselves more or yeah. whatever. So you confront shame, and I think confronting sh- like you think about anything right now. Think about something that you feel ashamed of. It hurts more than anything. Yep. And so to go and confront shame is terrifying. Um, and it takes, and if anyone's read or listened to a lot of Brene Brown, um, she talks a lot about shame and vulnerability and this yeah. sort of stuff. And um, and she talks about it in terms of courage as well and confronting your shame and and exposing yourself to some vulnerability to someone you trust, like a psychologist or a friend, um, takes a ton of courage. Yep. And when you can finally build up the courage to do that, you can't really move forward until you get to that sort of stage. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that even, yeah, beyond the stigma, that's probably the, the scariest part. Confronting shame yeah. is hard. It is. It's really scary. And I know personally, f- like from my experience, there was a lot of things that I didn't want to, I didn't even want to admit were real. You know, I was like in total denial of, of the things that were going on around me and, and happening to me. And um, talking about that was like, it was liberating, you know, like finally verbalizing things that I knew were happening, but I'm just like, if I just don't talk about it, this is not real. And it's like, it's not a healthy way to live, but talking about it was just like instantly, I'm like, oh God, like I feel so good to have like put that out there and gotten some feedback that's like, okay, one, you're not alone. You're not the first person to go through this. And two, it's going to be okay. You know, and like mm. here's, here's a few reasons why it's going to be okay. And here's like three tools you can use next time this comes up you're going to be fine. And, you know, here I am like six months down the track and I feel good. Yeah. I feel really good. That's great. Yeah. Well, um, let's, well, tell me now. So since you've been to the psychologist more often and or the therapist and, yep. and done some work, what's, what's changed for you? So one of the, one of the things we touched on very early uh, in my sessions was, I was like really just struggling for certainty. Like there was a lot of changes in my life and I'm like, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know where I'm going to be and I don't know where I'm going. Um, And she's just like, look, you're you're looking for certainty and this world is uncertain. Like there's just going to be things that you're just not going to know. So she's like... So out of your control. 100%. Yeah. She's like, Mm. what can you control? And like, what, you know, what can you control in your life? I'm like, well, you know, I've got, this training that I do I've got my CrossFit she's like good like what do you want to do like commit to something I'm like I want to make sure I'm there three days a week she's like great place to start let's start there um she's like what else I'm like well you know since all these changes I haven't really been eating fantastic um and I like I've lost my passion for cooking and cooking for myself she's like well let's focus on like getting that back like let's focus on cooking and, and feeding yourself I'm like I can do that like these are two things that are well within my control um so yeah, we got we got stuck into just focusing on training, um, and once I was committed to, to three days a week, I was like, oh god, like I actually I feel good again. Like you know, I've I've got some control back in my life. Um, 
you know, you've got all those endorphins. I've got somewhere to go three days a week um, to get out of my own head and get out of my house. I'm like, this is unreal, you know? And like, you get around the people at the gym and, you know, I'd forgotten how good it felt to, to come in after like maybe a shitty day and just chat to someone. And like, it doesn't need to be anything deep. It could just be like, how was the workout you just did? Like, let's talk about that. And that was like such a big turning point for me. I'm like, oh God, like, yes, like this has always been part of my life for the last 10 years. Like, where has this been? Like, I've really been missing this this community. And um, so that was huge for me. So, you know, my therapist sort of identifying like these are two big things in my life that I need um, was just the ultimate game changer for me. So leaned into my training and pretty quickly that three days turned into four and five. And like now we're like we're training seven days a week. And like, (laughs) I know that sounds like a lot, but, you know, I'm listening to my body and in combination with that, I'm also my nutrition is really dialed in at the moment. And because of that, I'm able to train seven days a week and I don't feel burnt out. I have like tons of energy and it's, it's the best it's ever felt. Mm. Like I can't describe how good it is. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so much of what you describe is like she sort of helped you for your kind of living very outcome focused for a while. Like yeah. I don't know what's happening later yeah. or where I'm going or all these things. And like she said, they're, they're all out of your control. Yes. The outcome's always... The only way we can, can somehow have some sort of control over our outcome is focusing on like the process, like yeah. what I'm doing right now. And if I do these things right now, then the outcome will probably take care of itself. And often we all get caught up in that. We get too worried about later yeah. or is this going to happen? Is this not going to happen? And it can really be anything. It could be on the football field. It can be in your relationship. It can be with your health. It can yeah. just be with your existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's so true. And like, I think my first few sessions, I just kept going in there saying like, I don't know where I'm going to be. Like, I don't know where I'm meant to be. Like, mm. I can't, like she had this great metaphor about when you have a transitional period in your life, um, you need to visualize a bridge. And she's like, it's probably really misty and you can't see what's on the other side of that bridge. And that's like very scary. She's like, all you need to do though is just cross that bridge. And when you get there, you'll see what's there. Like I'm a very visual person. Mm. And like once she sort of described it to me like that, I'm like, fuck, I, I can do that. Like I can cross this bridge and then, you know, based on the tools that you've been giving me, when we get there, whatever's there, we can deal with it. Yeah, you'll be ready for it. You know? you've, you've put in the process. Correct. You've, you've, yeah, focus on the right things. And oh, I love that. It's a, it's a great metaphor and it, it really worked for me. Like yeah. just visualizing that, like, I don't know what's over there, but all yeah. I have to do is just cross this bridge. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, like we sort of mentioned at the start that suffering in our minds or the story that we create is often way worse, way beyond what the reality is. And when we get to it, we're like, oh. It's not so bad. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, and that we all do it. Um, so I just love that her main tool for you is just to focus on what you're doing right now. Yep. Let's just do this. Correct. Focus on this. Enjoy this. Be more in the moment and just, and, and because of that, your future from when you spoke to her has started playing out in a better way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because if I try and take myself back to how I was feeling in January, like, oh, it was crap. Like, mm. I w- it was just, it was a lot of self-pity. It was 
a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. And I'm just like, I don't think I can get out of this. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to feel different to how I feel now. And it's been a complete 180. Where mm. I'm just like, I feel like the best I've ever felt in a very long time. Yeah. And none of the changes you made were drastic. No. She didn't ask you to do anything well beyond what you've done. No. They were very, very simple changes. You know, it was... Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, having a few a few tough conversations at yeah. first, like you're uncertain about your future at work. Talk to your boss. Mm. Okay. So I had a conversation with my boss, which I was like, I don't know this guy. I've never met him. We've only met over Zoom. Like he doesn't know anything about my personal life. Turns out he's a great dude. And like those conversations led to some amazing opportunities. And I'm like so happy where I am with work at the moment. And all it took was, you know, a couple of tough conversations. Um you know, it was go to CrossFit. All right, I've been doing that for eight years. <laughs> yeah, like, I can do that. <laughs> I can definitely do that. I was like, easy. And it's like, just cook food, feed yourself. You know, like I already had this amazing nutritional plan tucked away from 2020. So it was like, I've got six weeks planned out on my iPad. Let's just follow it. Let's just go to the supermarket, buy everything off this list and see how we go. And like, I, no word of a lie, a week and a half into it, I completely felt like indestructible. Like I had all this energy. I could see changes in my body. Um, and I was like, this is so good. I'm like, I'm really going to keep this going now. Mm. You know, it, was, it wasn't anything major. It was a small shift. Yeah. And all you had to do was just have a few tough conversations. Correct. You wouldn't imagine how much good stuff happens at the other side of a tough, uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. I think um, when I went and did... Uh, some business coaching for the gym a while back, um, which helped totally reshape the gym and is has had significant impact on how it is today. One of the things that he said was get comfortable having uncomfortable conversations. And by doing that, this place is where it is and what it is. My home life is what it is and where it is. All those things are, are pretty good most of the time. Yeah. Pretty awesome most of the time. And, most of them are the result of the other side of a difficult conversation. Yeah. And look, just going back to what you were saying, like the picture is always worse in your head. Like mm. you build something up so much throughout the day thinking about, oh, I've got to talk to this person about this one thing. And you create this whole narrative that's like so unlikely that you just like, you scare yourself out of it like four out of five times. But yeah. I've found now that if you just go in head on, be like, hey, let's talk about this. Like, this is kind of shit, but once you start talking, you're like, oh, this is actually all right. Like this person's like kind of on my same page. And once you've had it, you're like, what was I worried about? Like, yeah. this is so much better now. Like it's something I, I really encourage people to do. Like if you've got something on your mind, um, you know, whether it's your partner, your mum, your boss, anybody that's sort of impacting you, just sit down and talk about it. You know, like it doesn't need to this, be this big formal thing. Just start a chat. I guarantee you'll get some good outcomes. Love it. Mate, crushed it. <laughs> I can't believe we just had such an amazing chat off a quick text message. Love it. So thank you, Marty, for forgetting. Thanks, Marty. Appreciate it. Because we probably wouldn't have had this chat <laughs> and I'll see you and Haley on Thursday. Yep. Um, thanks so much for sharing that big time. That was amazing. My pleasure. That takes a lot of, like, like I said, courage and vulnerability to share that story. Um, and I think that'll resonate so well with all of our listeners in this gym and beyond that the 10 others that might listen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, it, it really will resonate. And hey, if that inspires like one person to go, That's, fuck it, I'm going to psych. Yep. Then it's what, all worth it. What a win. This, yep. this entire podcast is worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to leave us with? Uh, no, look, I, I just think um, guys, girls, you know, get yourself down to a therapist or a counsellor. Um, just do it. It's It'll be the best thing you've done for yourself and it'll have an impact on your mental health, your physical health, your entire life. Just go down and have a session, have a chat. That's that's definitely what... It, if there's one thing to take away from this, that's the one. <sighs> Amazing. <laughs> I feel like glassy-eyed. That was so good. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Too easy. Give me a hug. I want to hug. It in. Bring it in. Oh, amazing alright see you all next time Ooh, amazing just amazing I'm not going to add any more to it just great listen I really loved a lot of the things that he had to say um, I hope it has inspired you guys uh, if you do have any you know, before reaching out to a therapist if you want to speak to someone speak to a friend speak to a family member um, reach out to me um, you're always here to listen um, but yeah please do amazing story hope you guys loved it if you do uh, if you are loving the episodes and you want this place this podcast to get more popular then give us a like share it with a mate it doesn't have to be within the Valor community let's let's extend the Valor community that's the point of this podcast is to start within our crew and go beyond um, the stuff that we talk about on here can serve well beyond the people that just train at our lovely little gym so share it with a mate share it with a family member um, and get them to share it on too thank you for listening thank you very much for listening to the Valor Fitness Nutrition Mind podcast my name is Stuart Cunningham if you enjoyed the episode please send us a like send us a comment share it with a mate give us a rating on the iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on every little bit of support helps looking forward to bringing you some more stuff next week this is